Welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog. Welcome, Sebastian Muravicic. Thank you. And how do you pronounce your name? I, I asked that in the green room, but you could please repeat to our listeners so they can know when they greet you. Uh, it's uh, Sebastian Muravcik or Seb Muravcik. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you and you are originally from South America. I was born in Argentina, mm? and I lived there for. Uh, I grew up there, and I moved here quite a while ago uh, yeah. to the UK. Yep. And uh, I've been here ever since. Yeah. Great. So you reached out to me through email and said you had things going on here. With a new uh, single coming out, you could call it, uh, about your door. It's in, in July 10th, is it planning to re- be released, right? That's right, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It's and, my uh, project, SNS Sensation, and the single is called Your Door. Yeah. And SNS, is that a short form for sensation? Yes, it ended up. Uh, I ended up uh, calling it SNS sensation because mm-hmm. there were uh, too many SNS acts and too many sensation acts, mm-hmm. and uh, it was getting all muddled and difficult. So uh, uh, there's no act called SNS sensation that I know okay. of. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bit long, but it's uh, I, I still like uh, the sound of it. Yeah, so. and that's that's good that you're saying that because that's one of the segment here. That I do a so-called ego search. I call it myself, but it's like ego surfing on your own name or somebody else's names or a band name, whatnot. Yeah. So when I search on your name, Sebastian, I found like 954 results uh, there. First, it was like photos, and then this uh, old site, this discography, that is uh, recording different songs and labels and artists and write about yeah. them. Uh, like a gold mine there, and then Instagram account, Twitter account that you have used some years ago, and then NTS Live Radio London. Can you tell a bit about that oh, station? Yeah. yeah, I think that was an uh, SNS uh, um, uh, DJ set I did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you have yeah, been cool. a, a DJ also in in past, or you're still that? I used to do a lot of DJing, yes. Um, I haven't done much uh, lately, but uh, I'm, I would be very happy to go back to doing that. It's uh, lots of fun, mm-hmm. very rewarding okay. stuff, yeah. Right. And, and you're, uh, as I said, in the, your band called Heartbreak with your uh, band member there. He, he's a DJ, right? Yes, he's a, a producer and a DJ, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I saw uh, one of your uh, live performance there uh, that was interesting to see on, on stage there when, when you did uh, singing and he was uh, taking care of the keyboards and others and also some, how to say, uh, uh, singing with like a de- decoder or what, what do you call it? Yeah, it's like called a vocoder. Yeah, yeah. yeah vocoder. Yeah. Vocoder, yeah. It has this yeah. Um, robotic kind of, uh, yeah. it's basically the, the, the voice or whatever sound you're uh, playing through the microphone, going through the synthesizer and mm-hmm. becoming, you know, merging into some uh, robot kind of otherworldly yeah. uh, entity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is very important uh, for electronic music, isn't it? There's uh, a lot of the, I think, Kraftwerk stuff had that kind of yeah. thing. Correct. That kind of sound. And then it you had uh, in Instagram... Uh, 
uh, account and as I said we talked about Twitter also and but then it was also an interview here with uh, that you sent also by email the electricity club it was a interview with the band heartbreak there so that come up in the, on the first page as a good result uh, and then of course Spotify account Vimeo and YouTube and also you had another radio station there in Galactic FM from the Netherlands. What's that? Yeah, I mean that's uh, that used to be the CBS uh, cybernetic uh, broadcasting system. Um, that was uh, the the radio initially uh, that we used to listen to mm-hmm. uh, when we were starting with with a heartbreak and even before that. And uh, you know that was one of the main stations that and Magic Waves uh, mm-hmm. that we li- used to listen to. Um, a lot, and we where we drew a lot of uh, inspiration from. A uh, lot of it is uh, instrumental, electronic music, some stuff with vocals, uh, a lot of old disco with vocals, particularly uh, European kind of uh, mm-hmm. Italo disco, that kind of sound. Yeah, and that was a uh, you know hugely influential for us. But uh, it was uh, you know we were writing uh, songs, uh, but being inspired. Uh, by instrumental music, so that, that's always always been a bit of a an interesting challenge, I think. Mm. Is is it there in the Netherlands and also in uh, in Belgium and others that this uh, kind of music, uh, the electro- electronic body music, and also as you said, Italo disco and and synth pop is is that still pop very popular in 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 uh, in this area of Europe? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's it it, it it kind of uh, it, it kind of started in the eighties, but I think it, it retained. You know, people were still interested uh, in it through the years, and and kind of that interest has kind of grown quite a bit in the last uh, ten years or so, I'd say. Okay. Uh, so they're like waves, but uh, disco is disco. You know, it's uh, mm. it's it's always going to be there because it's. Uh, one of the music's great uh, kind of uh, inventions, one of the great genres, the, one of the greatest music types yeah. uh, that, that there's ever been. You know, it's a bit like jazz. You know, we can still listen to jazz and find some really relevant musical experiences uh, with it, or, mm. or even some classical stuff. And it's uh, it has it has had its uh, heyday, I suppose, commercially, but uh, it's still relevant. Uh, and it's still an influence on on what we do, mm. uh, both disco and uh, you know other genres like the ones you were mentioning, EBM and so on. Yeah, because I remember uh, one of uh, first memories there was uh, on a club when Front Two Four Two came, and it was some sometime in eighty five or something like that, I think. Maybe Did later. you see them live? Yeah. Uh, so, oh, cool! <laughs> Great. And they had the whole. That must mean, have been uh, something. Yeah, <laughs> the whole style with the military things and so on. And I remember the oh, so-called so-called review in the big newspaper. You wonder if that journalist it have been there or written in afterwards, because it. I mean, it's very different style of music, and they were in a way had their attitude, their, their style, and and maybe. Yeah, they they played on that, but it was interesting to then learn that this kind of music was very popular in Belgium, and they were on top list there in general top list for the general audience. And back in the day, uh, 
1980, I remember the Eurovision song concert, the, you could almost say a par- parody, parody called Eurovision, that song with Telex. And how Telex, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing <laughs> song, amazing band, so, yeah. Yeah, Great so they won yeah. in, in Belgium, but then I, I, I think they came almost, uh, yeah, not, not the last, uh, but um, in the bottom of the list in the total uh, contents. But uh, I think, thought it was a funny song and it was a parody of the whole uh, contest and uh, mm-hmm. and that band was it, it was and that's maybe we could talk more about you it, it's it sometimes could be hard to point out what kind of style or what kind of music is it and when i've listened to the songs that you sent to me um, you get this it is synth pop but it's some more so could you explain in in a short way your latest uh, pieces here what what kind of music is is it well i i um it's an extremely difficult question <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, Next I, 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 so so much so that I, that i have been asking people what what is it that i do what do i do yeah. you know yeah. um and uh um yeah it's synth pop because they are pop songs and they kind of structured as pop songs and it has this synthesizer on them and arpeggios and the influence of you know craft work and mm. but uh, there's a very strong element of disco disco is is hugely important i'd say disco is probably uh, more important to me quite a lot more important to me than than synth pop as a mm. as an influence um so it, it's i think the whole kind of journey and the reason why it ends up being something uh, that escapes uh, definition which is not a bad thing i think it's a good thing mm. uh although uh there's there's some um um you know it's kind of difficult to promote when when it's uh, when it's difficult to define but uh, if you don't create you know, your uh, own category like uh, james have done james knights britalo so you're right yeah no but uh, it's um it's it's yeah it's it's a, there's so much uh, musical kind of background influences uh, playing a part on them and, and and you're not really thinking about uh, what kind of music or what kind of song this is you're more thinking about how good is it and and mm. how strong do i feel about it so that's kind of the focus and 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 what it ends up happening i think is that you do get the best music that you're able to produce at that time uh, the the best music that you've got to offer as an artist uh but it does end up escaping uh um you know genre definition and uh that 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 you know that's you know just have to you know that's my choice my choice is to make my life difficult by producing the best music that i can and then dealing with the consequences mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um but it's also you know it's it's a, it's an interesting challenge because i think one of the reasons why this happens is not just the 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 the, the great amount of influences that the, there is behind it and how they manifest themselves in kind of sneaky ways it's not very obvious what it is that i'm doing i don't even know what i'm doing it's just coming out like that kind of thing because of but i do a lot of listening i listen to loads and loads of music and i've done that over the years you know i'm constantly listening to music so all that stuff kind of uh i think about it but i also just listen to it and it kind of seeps into my subconscious i suppose but i think it also has a lot to do with uh, drawing so much inspiration from uh, instrumental music because mm. uh, that uh, puts you in a difficult position you don't really know what you're doing you're not aligned with a very clear kind of tradition um 
and and you know i think these things uh, it, it's a good thing to do you know to try and say okay this is the this is what i do and it's influenced by something other than the kind of thing that i do <laughs> you know it's 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 one of a it, it's not that i consciously went about it uh, that when i said that ah, that's that's going to work really well it's more like it just happened but having seen it happen i think uh, it's a it's a great creative strategy mm. uh apart from 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 this musical aspect of 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 working this way there's also the i'm i'm quite interested in philosophy without being an academic or qualified academic on it but it's i've i've always uh, been quite interested in in philosophy and thinking this kind of world the thinking world the world uh, the mind mm. uh, particularly being impacted by you know french philosophy in the 60s and the 70s post structuralism and then kind of the postmodern kind of uh, analysis ideas and, and things like that and uh, and you know connected with surrealism and uh, and uh, you know the uh, altered the thoughts and goes to me it kind of goes all the way back to heraclitus mm. um and the pre kind of socratic uh mm. madness that uh, everything that is a flux to. and that, that yeah. we we could have a discussion and even a debate because uh, yeah but that's probably for another show i think but uh, it's yes, interesting but I, i would I, say you know yeah. this, this flux thing you're talking about that's yeah. really 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 important to me it uh, it manifests itself in the creative act and as as flow Mm. and also uh, uh this idea of the becoming has been hugely uh, uh uh foundational i would say to what i do uh in my in my music but also in when i perform particularly when i used to perform with heartbreak you know the becoming mm. was the essence of where i was drawing all my creative energy to to perform yeah and i i could, a mixture I could... of that and you know death anxiety i used to call it the becoming and mixed with death anxiety and then yeah. you get that a uh, metal kind of uh, stands it okay. works quite nicely yes yeah and and that what i could see there from one of the video clip that you said of heartbreak uh, and that was as i said when we talked in the green room before the internet age you could say so could you have some reflection on that when you created that uh, album and also our touring and then you also got on with the gigs like was it little bots and uh, and so on and others uh, like pretty big names in in uh, the yeah i don't know really know what, what how to classify that music but i i like her her music uh, the bots the little bots there so yeah a, a lot of a lot of that those acts were um um influenced by the by yeah, in yeah, some way yeah, yeah. um so we we toured a lot with them and uh, supported some bigger acts as well uh, Um, we we were lucky to to have those opportunities we toured the US been to many places in Europe and Russia and so on and so mm-hmm. we had some great gigs all over the world which is quite a quite an experience it was lovely mm-hmm. and um yeah uh, but back then as you say the the whole internet thing was just about kicking off uh, as as a as a it didn't have a central role as it has today in in the music world um you know some acts were having blogs and it was this thing that they were doing and okay i mean you know we we didn't and we, you were we on myspace very... right yes we were <laughs> yeah 
MySpace was like, oh my God, what everyone is in there. Oh, yeah. hey, right, yeah. But um, uh, I think the main thing there is that uh, we had a, with Heartbreak, we had kind of a, a it was a bit of a reaction to um, this idea of the new, the novelty, you know, the, the new style, the new thing. Uh, we we used to think um, back then that uh, the new, the new kind of up and coming hot new style, new trend uh, was old. It, it felt old to be searching for the new. Mm-hmm. And what the only thing that was truly new that was just emerging there was the archive, uh, where we weren't looking forward to find the new, but we were looking backwards to find the new. So we were just constantly discovering not just this Italo disco gems that that mm-hmm. we hadn't heard before, and we did it via you know the internet and so on, but uh, and and you know discogs and all, all this vinyl kind of selling places. But uh, it was uh, just the whole history of the world, I think, and and the whole history of music for sure was was being redefined rather than uh continued there wasn't there was no longer a continuation you know and and this kind of fits quite well within this whole kind of postmodern uh idea uh where things uh you know there's this uh, heraclitus has this idea of the becoming that everything being constantly in flux and i think parmenides who i'm not so knowledgeable uh of but i think it's kind of it's generally Post as the opposite thing, where everything is actually always the same, and always everything that's ever happened or will happen is all kind of happening at the same time, something like that. And I think they, I always think, well, like, not necessarily exclusive, you, because, and there's this, uh, this, you know, Borges is, a, is an important Argentinian writer. I don't know if you come across this stuff, but he's also uh, kind of talking about this. Um, multiverse you know there's many different dimensions of uh of 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 uh existence i think it's an element of all this happening and the the crisis back then was the crisis of the new mm. i think there was a crisis of this idea of the new everything it was like a couple of years later there was a new trend and there's a new development and uh you know usually accompanied by a new technology and so on. And we thought that the most important technology at the time was the technology of uh, rewriting history, of redefining what actually went on, which is linked with a lot of things like, you know, our understanding of that history and our ability to to understand what other people are thinking, what uh, how other people think about history. If you're if you you know raised in Europe and if you always lived in Europe, then you will have a an idea of history that is probably quite different from people that have lived in South America or all their lives and have seen something else, a different balance in power mm. and so on. Um, yeah, so you know that I, I you know you could you could go on and on and on, but it's uh, I think it was an interesting thing, uh, and not everyone. <laughs> agree the and and i don't think the industry particularly loved that that idea uh because you know it it makes a bit difficult it, it makes it difficult for them to kind of sell the new stuff mm. because now what is the new stuff well the new stuff is a new consciousness you know and uh, i don't know how how to 
market or price that uh, you know it will take some time figuring that out. But I think mm. we're gonna have to because now we're seeing you know people are becoming aware of what's been going on and how tough it's been for some people you know and how mm-hmm. the way things were isn't what it used to be mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it's uh, and uh, it's you you could as i said to another person here you could learn from the history and you live in it today and uh, and then plan for the future so that's it, uh, yes and uh, i mean it's coming up uh, independence day here in america and and i've started and worked there and also you have a history of european history and as you said in south america and and mm. uh, what we could learn from that and we'll come back to your new new stuff here and, and what's going on in the world now when i did a search then on sns uh, sensation on uh, on google i also found this uh, site called submit hub do you recognize that oh, yes. one yeah. uh, it was i've only uh, cra- learned about yeah. it very re- yeah I only yeah. learned about this site recently. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it said it was uh, created here in late 2015 by a music blogger, Jason Krishkov, in this shuffle. The mission is to efficiently and transparently connect artists with curators. And then I went over to DuckDuckGo, this privacy search engine, and there I found an article uh, seen and heard Italo disco music in The Guardian. And also then uh, the record label that you had for Heartbreak, Lies and uh, Lex Records. Um, yeah. And also then uh, on Bandcamp is uh, something, a site that I have recently also found out and liked and, and adding wish list and, and following artists and so on. So could you tell a bit more about that, like community for musicians and how you find maybe inspiration, maybe... Uh, other artists you could collaborate with, but also how to reach out to your fans. And, and if it's, as I said, hard to be labeled and you don't want to be labeled, but how do you how do you be found and how could you find others? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, uh, yes, I have some thoughts on that because mm-hmm. I am thinking about that a lot, <laughs> um, uh, especially lately since I started releasing uh, music again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, you know it's 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 finding that uh that balance i suppose it's not really a balance because you just the music comes first but Mm. then you do need to figure out how can you communicate with other people Mm. and uh and i think one of the key uh um challenges of uh, the current kind of uh, technological kind of uh, structure of the world is uh, that it really forces you, particularly with the social media, it forces you with, to uh, really figure out what other people are thinking and how other people are uh, feeling about the information that reaches them and the music that, that they get to experience. And and that, I think, is obviously a very, very positive thing. And it kind of ties in with this new understanding of the world and its history. We We begin to really uh make some tangible uh, progress i think in 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 our understanding of what other people go through and it goes from marketing your music to uh you know how you position yourself uh you know politically and the things that you do uh to try and 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 help in 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 the world 
So, you know, in, in that sense, I, I have very, I think it's a positive thing. It's a positive challenge. You're no longer trying to seduce record labels and, and, and uh, you know, understand the gatekeeper. And mm. it's, it's, it's more about really communicating with other human beings, other music lovers, and trying to figure out how you can uh, reach out to them and uh, and the more you you learn about that the more you understand that it's about um communication so it isn't just about ma- writing music and sending it through a channel for other people to have whatever experience of it they want and, and you never get to hear about it you generally are a lot more in touch with with fans and uh, and listeners, I think, and that's uh, that can only be a good thing for for the artist, unless you're in a bit of an ego trip, and you're trying to uh, trying to acquire power out of it, and then that's uh, then I don't know, that's that's going to be a bit more troublesome. But you know, people that are addicted to power will always find a way. So I'm not worried <laughs> about them. <laughs> no. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh... And uh, that's a good thing that you could, as I said, uh, vote with your uh, yeah, that's expression, vote with your pocketbook and or your with your wallet. But also that you want to support yes. creators. Uh, and and now we talked about also in the green room, but how the advantages of, uh, in a way, old technology, uh, audio quality way, like vinyl. And uh, back in the day, that I am often listened to the music from the twenties and thirties with. Uh, with 78 uh, rounds um, that have have this uh, happy music that I like to, and you have to have this special gramophone and so on. Uh, but then it's also the convenience to have a stream of music and, and you get uh, tips on new music and, and so on. Uh, so so it's, it's interesting uh, how, how you could find it. It's a, it's a jungle out there, but it's also opportunities out there. Uh, so yeah absolutely and uh, the the only thing that i think needs to be done is somehow i don't know how but uh, somehow we should try and aim to make sure that the that the that the understanding of how powerful the uh, musical experience is with vinyl or or tape uh, mm. uh is so that there is enough awareness of uh, how different it is to own a vinyl record than it is to uh, you know learn about music through streaming or experience music in in the streaming kind of uh, platforms uh, or downloading and so on the digital. I mean it's um, uh, it, it it's a difficult thing because until you do it, until you actually experience you know having the vinyl in your hands, putting on the record player and 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 moving the needle and and all this stuff. Uh, you you're unlikely to know about it. You know, you, you how how would you know if you haven't been through it? I mean, it's difficult to explain. It's not so easy to yeah. explain. Okay, you can talk about the the physical ritual and being able to see yep. this uh, artwork quite big and so on. But uh, until you do it, you know, you won't mm. feel it. And I I'm happy to experience it. I must say, I, right now I don't have an how to say functional working. Uh, Stereo, I, I stream, but I had uh, with product placement to joke a Denon, and it was I remember <laughs> that how I was going to a so-called regular music store, but then it was a um, 
fellow student that said, I mean, go to some experts, and uh, it was called in Gothenburg, Sweden, Hi-Fi Club. And there I went to somebody who knows about audio, but also not a pushy salesperson. They really wanted to know what I was listening to, what kind of budget I had, etc. So I had ended up with a, a small stereo equipment, and it was not about how loud the speaker could uh, you could have. It was more about the sound and the quality and that it will fit me. So it was a pretty simple setup, but still it cost, of course, money back in day. Yeah, but I enjoyed yeah. it very much. And but it was a big step for me to to do that. And uh, but I liked it, and I had it for many years. Uh, and but in a way, that's history for me. But it's it's fun to see the uh, revival with like DJs and bands that are now recording vinyl, like for uh, for fans and for uh, collections and and so on. Uh, so and, and still, as you said, it is a special feeling to. To have it, but then you have to have space. Also, you have to have a space for the stereo and for the. And I remember back in the day also how to handle the rec- records, <laughs> and yeah. so on. And I remember, <laughs> I mean, um, back uh, then later on, you learn about that, uh, your mistakes and, and so on. <laughs> and and your and <laughs> you also know that you have a spe- special uh, re- your record collection. I still have uh, records, but some when I went over to America, I gave some of a synth pop Swedish synth pop band called Posh or Page to a friend because I know that she cherished them very much and I thought that would be a great gift because you, I don't know otherwise you know you don't know where the records could hand, go to and also if you go with some special music you you didn't get much for it then but now maybe it's a different thing but then it's how you handle it also so I think it has faces and but you have to understand and remember the history in order to appreciate and also see the futures of it so yeah but i think you know when you have had the you've had the experience of uh, having vinyl yeah. and listening to a lot of music via vinyl then you get used to the uh, kind of the predisposition that you need mm. to have when before you listen to music and and then it doesn't matter so much whether you're streaming or or, or what how you're playing it because mm. you know, you have now the habit of predisposing yeah. yourself physically and mentally to yeah. enjoying a bunch of sounds that, uh, you know, if you're not thinking the right way, they're just, they're just sounds. They're not, mm. they, you know, they don't do anything. You, you know, it's a bit like a, a bit like a religion, you know, you have this massive churches with the, the big echo and so on, because, you know, it, it predisposes you to 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 believe in these things, you know, which uh, uh, some people might think are uh, you know mumbo jumbo, as they say, you know, just uh, and and the same with the sounds. What is this sound? This okay? You sing in a melody. There's a synthesizer. There's a drum machine, or there's a there's a guitar. There's just sounds. That it could it could easily mean nothing. Mm. So, you know, when you're physically involved with it and, and you mentally prepare for it and you have those images in your head as well, then you know what it takes to, to, to enjoy the power of this thing called music. Hmm. Yeah, it, and as I said, I have a podcast together with two other people and it invited me to the field of uh, analog devices like a fountain pen and ink and pencils and so mm-hmm. on, writing on paper. Right. And and that yeah. tactical feeling and also what you learn from that, and that was the thing. Uh, now it's convenience to stream, 
but then it was if you have the single it take uh, how many minutes are the maximum for a single was it three four five minutes or something like that and then you have to turn to the next side uh yeah. or, or max a or single inches, uh, yeah 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 so so that's the f- thing also and and as i said about the album cover and and the, when you opened it and and also the order and when you were when you wanted to buy a, a full length uh vinyl it was often you had a hit or some some song that you listened to but then you should think about your hard hard earned money if it was worth to buy the whole album and then you wanted to listen yes. to that and sample it uh, and that's the thing and you don't uh, want that you don't want that you don't want no. to, the the ability to access music to be restricted so mm. things are a lot better now Mm. But uh, I mean, I think it's a great thing that all these uh, bands are now printing vinyl as well and having that uh, limited edition or whatever, because that yeah. does encourage uh, fans to think about that and perhaps have that experience and, and being able to dedicate themselves to to the listening of music, uh, 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 you know, and with more focus, as opposed mm-hmm. to just being background uh, sounds. Um, but uh, it, it is better to be able to, you know, know so much more music now than 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 you used to be able to to afford, be able to mm. afford. Now, um, so I don't I don't miss the restrictions of not not you know not not being able to buy a, a record, not being able to listen to to what's what was in there. But there's certain things like the, the artwork. You know, the artwork was and is so important. Uh, the mm. images that 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 you produce around the sounds are really, really important, I think, because uh, music is ultimately about imagination, you know, and those images encourage you to find in the sounds images and worlds that that wouldn't be there. So I, I'm not sure how present the artwork is. Nowadays, you do have social media, but a lot of the social media is about telling a story of the band, uh, you know, uh, following that kind of uh, story, <laughs> as mm-hmm. opposed to seeing more images that that encourage you to imagine uh, what mm-hmm. this music is, this this sound world. Yeah. So that's that's a, a bit of a worry with streaming. I don't think that the, the artwork is as present. No, they I, have to put I, ads. They put the ads yeah. really big, but you know that's not what you want. I I hear you, but I also see opportunities with te- technology. I see in the future that you will see images in in the air, so to speak, in like um, that you could touch or feel, or or when it's playing, or uh, new kind of things that we could do together with the physical things, also. Oh um, yeah, that's a, that would be great. That. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's depending on again on the market and how we could uh, dispute it and so on. But we we'll probably see these uh, holograms and other things like that. It's already there in technology-wise, uh, or artificial uh, ways and virtual reality and so on. Uh, but Wonderful. then it should be yeah accessible for it. But one thing that's still old but new and and back in the day when MTV was a music uh, station. But I didn't have access for for a long time. But but uh, then you had these music videos, and and now you have that with. Uh, that's one important thing, and that's when you sent the email. It was a video about uh, your um, use song that will be released soon here. Could you tell about that? The the door. I mean, it's a simple video in a way, 
it's a bit both comforting but also a bit scary uh, and it's very personal also i mean you are in in that uh, I, i reckon and also other people so could you tell about that um, and also the, how the follow up was to uh, the small world yes um i, I... I, but before I tell you more about that, I, yeah. you, you just said that you found some of it quite scary, and I'm really interested yeah. to hear a bit more about yeah. what, what did you find scary about it. Seb, I'm a sensitive person, so I mean, I don't oh, like yeah. horror, <laughs> horror movies or something like that. But I still right. would say that Hitchcock was a great, I mean, movie maker. But yes. and I enjoyed that. But I, uh, but I had this uh, feeling of it, like uh, you know, doors closing open, the staircase. Uh, the shadows and, and so on, and also the boy yeah. that was writing and looking out, uh, so-called, was locked down, and is locked in. And then and I, I don't want to tell the whole thing because people will see that when it's released. But it, it has a yeah. story, uh, so so that's yes. my expression. Uh, I I always was want, want a happy ending, and right now we are mid midst of yeah the situation that it is. But uh, I want to see the hope and, and opportunities. But I know how it is also, and how we could. It has an impact on us, uh, and especially yes. for for younger. I don't think about age in a way, but uh, it it has it will have impact on younger generation about this. Why this happened? Uh, the restrictions, how to be locked in, not out and playing and so on. Uh, But also opportunities. What you could learn from it. Uh, maybe the older generation would understand that. But yeah, so that's my reaction to it. Well, that's great, and that's really interesting to hear. Obviously, and it's uh, it's in, you know we coincide on some on some of those uh, aspects uh, a lot, I would say. Uh, but I think in in part what what the video was doing is adding this um, other element that isn't there on the song, and this is partly what. I like about video work how it expands uh, the music rather than complements it or, or kind of uh, closes it down, so to speak. Uh, and so, yeah, obviously, there's there's the there's the aspect of uh, how this affects uh, other people, particularly kids, and how important it is to obviously keep an eye and keep keep your mind in, uh, in, in you know because the first thing that you think about when you think about this pandemic is the absolute horror that that you are you're you're fearing uh and and the horrible stories that you hear that you need to hear about so that you know what's really going on and how grave the matter is and so on uh but then there's other aspects that also need to be balanced in in into your understanding of the problem that we have right now and that has to do with the the younger generation so how impressionable they are and and how you know you need to spend time thinking about how they they need to be cared for mm. right and and uh, so i thought it was an interesting uh, uh new kind of uh, layer that the that the video kind of opens up another thing that i really liked about the video aside from this uh, you know mental health children's uh, aspect of it is um the internal uh, journey uh, which is something that i'm really interested in I think in film, you know, this whole film is about the externalization of the internal. You see images that express internal processes, emotional processes, and so on. And uh, I think uh, kids are probably the most interesting characters there are because the internal world is so 
uh, is so much so secretive. Not that they are secretive, but it is a, it is a mystery to to them as well as they're growing up and figuring things out. And uh, as an adult, it, it would be a great mystery to you uh, to to try and figure out uh, what kids are going through, how how they're reacting to to things uh, internally, so to speak. So that, that was a great challenge uh, as a, as a someone that has a bit of a background in film and is quite keen on on on, on the film side of things. Um, uh, to 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 be able to to work with that, I, I like the fact that you you see a story there, and I think that it's very much a narrative film. I don't want to always be making narrative music videos. I just wanted to do the disclaimer there because it's a lot of work and. Uh, I just uh, yeah, I, I gotta be a bit more pragmatic about things, uh, but uh, it was very rewarding in that in that way. Uh, now the fear side of things is something that I see more in, in the small world single. In this one, I, I see as a, a I see a different kind of uh, central sentiment to it. Um, but you found it scary this this particular uh, your door video as mm. well. Yeah, until until uh, and I could tell you uh, until the solution and that uh, you, the the listeners and uh, people watching the video will see. I mean, it it has an ending or an opportunity there, and and uh, the the kid the actor uh, grabbed that opportunity. So then I got relieved in a way and and saw what what's happening. But uh, until that, that opportunity yeah, is yeah. It's the opportunity of uh, imagination as well, isn't it? The mm -hmm. dreams. Yeah. yeah. We 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 are we are we we have a life. We have a day to day kind of thing we need to go through, and then there's another life that we we go through, which is in our dreams and in our imagination, in and in the 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 things that we project onto uh, what could be otherwise neutral, inanimate things like a lamp or yeah. or or music. Hmm. So yeah, it's. Uh, um, I'm glad you. I mean, it, that's. Uh, I I found that it's really interesting that that you felt that fear because I wasn't thinking that way. And this is one of my favorite things about uh, producing creative work. Uh, hearing that's why I I jumped at the opportunity to to ask you about it because uh, yeah, when you hear new interpretations, things that you hadn't thought about in your work and it makes sense, but you hadn't thought about it, that's just it's just very, very rewarding. One of the most rewarding parts of uh, producing creative work. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great to, to hear. And it's also interesting to learn about new new music and also then the connections, how you had been in talks with James and so on that we talked in, in the email conversation. Uh, and thanks again for reaching out there so uh, do you want to tell yeah. uh, some some more things about your plans or, or because as i see it in other and i will link to that other interviews that you have had uh, people had this question uh, was about the pandemic and the situation and the kind of music and the the, the title about the door and and the small world if that was a coincidence or if it was planned or if it's happened like this and you had already answered that in the interview but please uh, you could uh, uh, if you want to talk a bit more about that and also your plans for the future here 
Well, you see, when when you have a, a big release planned, like an album, mm -hmm. and you produced uh, the physical albums or whatever, I mean, the, the old model, you know, and you have a whole album that you worked on or an EP, uh, then you haven't got the ability to react to to new events. And history is changing so fast nowadays. Mm -hmm. So many huge things are happening all the time that the single, uh, the digital single in particular, I think it's an interesting, uh, it gives you this opportunity that you were talking about before, you know, opportunity to uh, uh, to react to what was going on. And Small World, uh, I mean, I was I had been writing music for this new kind of face of SNS sensation, but uh, Small World was a reaction, uh, almost a deviation from the, the, the creative direction to some degree that I was uh, going in with, with my previous uh, music. Uh, a reaction to this extraordinary uh, pandemic uh, situation. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, it's. I think it's a very positive thing that you can actually say, okay, you know what, I'm going to release a single now about what's going on right now. And, uh, you know, it's not, you don't make this decision as a creator, but you're, you're working with music and the music kind of writes itself a little bit. But, um, you are uh, the single the digital single allows you to to react to to allow the music to react to what's going on in the world and to the songs to be written you know not you don't have to restrict yourself to plan in a more universal way you can actually uh write about what's going on right now i mean obviously my songs are never about what's going on right now but it's more about how what's going on right now relates to uh you know existence life i mean in general uh and the small world thing and the, the your door thing to me uh, is uh, directly uh uh connected to uh uh to life you know there's a there's a, there's a lockdown in life you know that 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 perhaps is a little bit larger in 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 the in the, the options and the scope of what you what you can choose but but it's it is there. Life is um, a one wondrous opportunity and a prison. Mm. So, and yeah, I, you, I, I would even go as far as saying an opportunity is a prison, mm -hmm. just like and choice. Then, yeah, and there we could uh, have a discussion. Where I'm for the free will, where, but I understand where, where oh, you're yeah, coming yeah. from. <laughs> uh, from. <laughs> In your email uh, subject title there, you said the, the lockdown of your soul or soul's lockdown. In a way, yeah. that could be, become your own prison. And that's what I see. I want, as I said, see, I'm an objectivist and I'm a realist and an optimist also. But I am a pessimist yes. what's going on right now in as a citizen journalist. And I'm afraid of what's, yeah. what could happen with um, censorship restrictions, what you are allowed to think about, what you are allowed to say, uh, freedom of expression, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, and also people, some people who by free will want to, as I said, restrict themselves also, uh, and uh, it could oh, yeah. almost be a paralyzing thing. What's going on now? Uh, that you want to, somebody else should tell you what to do. Um, so, so that's well, when, when you think yeah. about the thirties. If you think about the thirties, yeah. you know what yeah. what's you, we we didn't live through it, so we couldn't no. can't really know how, how what it felt like then. But right now, the challenge that I see that I, I think you is probably partly what you're you're afraid of, uh, 
And partly, I, I'm hoping some of the fears that you found in the video that that isn't directly kind of horror inspired, like mm. Small World was this. You, you, your door was less a lot less horror inspired, but it is the is that the, there is an incredibly strong uh, death uh, impulse in a mm. great part of the the world's population. You know, uh, an extraordinary yep. large amount of people just want to self destroy, and that's a really mm. unique new thing. It isn't it, it isn't selfish. Uh, the first thing, the, the first way that you could read it is, is it's selfish, but I think it's more worrying than that. I wish it was selfish. It's mm. it's actually a, a self-destructive uh, impulse, mm. clearly. <clears throat> so it is a bit worrying, but you know, a lot of us uh, still believe in in in, in life and uh, fantasy, imagination, love, uh, art, inspiration. You know, there's there's enough of us to to counterweight, and it might just be. It might just be a, a, a trend, mm. and it might just be a reaction to 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 how much people have got to adopt. Because what's happening right now, quite fast, is that we are making some uh, important progress. Uh, you know, uh, despite uh, the gravity of of what's at stake and the urgency of what's at stake, we are becoming uh, aware of things a little bit faster than we used to be. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be fast enough, and there's plenty of reasons to be scared uh, about uh, how slow we are being at it. But 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 it's also faster than it was, I think, in the past. Uh, how we're gaining awareness of uh, what other people are are going through, other than ourselves, and that's I think that can only be a positive thing. So it's just you know that's there's some some major challenges that need very fast, rapid action. Like uh, plastic, you know, that's a massive. That's one of the massive, great challenges. And general, the general environmental kind of impact of what we're doing. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, a bit of optimism, a bit of uh, fear. Maybe that's what what we need. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as we talked about in the green room, also a bit of. Uh, do you drink uh, st- still uh, yerba mate, as uh, coming yes. from uh, South America? Yeah. Do you have any special yes. re- recipe, or uh, you tell the listeners uh, about this beverage? It's 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 a, I mean, you could basically spend, you know, you could write a, a six hundred page tome on it. Uh, yeah. You would probably fall short. Um, there's so much so many different versions of what the right way to pour uh, the water on the matter is yeah. and where the straw should be how you should mix the sherba before uh, actually pouring what it is the distance or the, the there's a bit of a circle a semicircle that that you need to kind of establish around the straw and you should pour the 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 water there although certain people in argentina Hearing me say this would probably <laughs> want to uh, send me to uh, the electric chair. Uh, it's it's a it's a very hotly kind of contested topic, so I don't want to say too much uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> because it, I, I could be putting myself in danger. Yeah, uh, and you should be safe, uh, Seb. But uh, are you even drinking yes. uh, the the, the uh, beverage that's popular, the most popular, uh, the second most popular beverage in the world in total? Uh, but very popular in England. Do you drink tea? I drink a lot of tea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite? Too much. Yeah. Well, 
No, I I I I uh, I love a lot of different brews. I like I, I like uh, a gray a lot, like uh, mm-hmm. in the English breakfast one, the black tea and regular black tea, and uh, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, peppermint, which also mm-hmm. is quite healthy. Yeah, I love green tea. I always drink green tea before a gig because it's mm-hmm. very good for my uh, for for the vocal cords. It cleans, okay, yeah. cleans you from all the other crap that you take yeah uh i drink coffee i just drink too much okay yeah. <laughs> it's gonna stop yeah you have to take it in doses then so it was nice talking to you seb and do you have any Thank you so much. ending notes here where uh, people can find you on the interwebs in uh, in cyberspace and uh, and ending yes uh, uh, i don't know if you... here yeah yeah, I mean, I think the 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 best uh, first uh, uh, place to land would be Instagram for now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's SNS. Um, I can't remember what that lower line is called, but uh, underscore. You know, it's not hyphen underscore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, disco pop underscore noir, as in film mm-hmm. noir, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's my um, handle. I think it's called. Um, yep. And uh, just go there first, and we'll direct you other to other places after that. Uh, I don't know if you'll have the link on this uh, episode. Yes, but, I will uh, include yeah, that. that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's probably the first uh, port of call, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's start there and see where see what what that um, feed tells you. What how in, encourage your encourages your imagination to to flow great so f- thank you very much uh, Seb for your time and thanks again for reaching out through email and uh, spreading uh, the good word here about your music and your thoughts in general it's a pleasure thank you so much thanks. for having me thank you yeah cheers thanks a lot thanks a lot